0: Well, guys, we are back with another episode of the Slingin' Stones podcast, brought to you by The Thrive Ministry. I'm Andy, and that's Luke. I'm still Luke, and and I haven't seen the rabbit. You haven't seen the rabbit. Um, Maybe Cooper did away with him. Episode number 51.
1: For those of you that are keeping track of We on,
0: are on the downhill slide to 100. A hundo. We're over halfway there? What are we going to do when we like look when we sit down and we're like, man, we're on episode 237? Um, Maybe we'll be in the 20s of listeners.
1: I mean, right? I mean, you know, I'm thinking maybe by then I'm getting fan mail.
0: Ooh. You know,
1: free t-shirts and junk like that in the mail every once in a while.
0: Free t-shirts. Yeah. Are you short on t-shirts? No.
1: No. <laughs> I don't have enough room for the ones I've got. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I mean, literally, some of them that I'm wearing are way too small.
0: (laughs) Good gracious alive. All right, so we're back. We're, uh, we got a couple of exciting things to introduce. Um, Next week's episode, we'll have our special guest. We'll have a special guest, Brandon Dolls from Cultivate Church.
1: Pastor Brandon, oh, B
0: Dolls will be on it with us. Uh, pretty excited about that. Um, he's out of town, so I, I haven't texted him. I'll probably wait till like Monday. Hit Why? Him up. If
1: you know somebody's out of town on vacation, that's when you text them.
0: But uh, no, August first. August first, it, it, we're going to try something. It's going to be. It's going to be out there, but. We are going to collaborate <clears throat> with our buddies of the Caleb's podcast. Um, it'll be Caleb Crow, Caleb Alexander, and then Luke and I. So I guess it's the Caleb's and Slinging Stones.
1: So I, I just had a...
0: Slinging Stones at Caleb's.
1: I had a... a it would be funny if we had the Caleb's and the Brendan's, both of them, at the same time. Oh, that would be... That would be craziness. That'd be like
0: We could play the Double Mint song yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i would get I would get confused i would, absolutely be, I'm gonna have to call you something else,
0: but no we are gonna have we're gonna collaborate with uh these two great guys uh if you haven't listened to the Calebs podcast, man they do a great job they're going through first John right now uh their recent episode was absolutely awesome brilliant great talking points loved every second of it tomorrow's uh, my day to listen to it. yeah you're mowing tomorrow so but We're going to have them on, um, that's going to be, uh, the week of August 1st. So be on the lookout for that one. Then it'll come up on their platform, whatever that, you know, where they release and they'll come up on where we release as well. Um, but we are going to be tackling cultural Christianity. So just get prepared for that. A lot of talking points on that. Yes.
1: Yes. I look fully to offend some people because of my views on it.
0: (coughs) Sorry, coffee. Um,
1: you know, you tell me all these things to be quiet. And you know, don't do. you keep bringing this up. You're gulping and coughing, burping into my, <coughs> and cracking this open. Is, this crack, is um, that was water, by the way. That was right. water. That was. I was gonna say cracking open a cool one, but it's it's water.
0: It's lukewarm. Um, it's you warm. So,
1: <sighs> see, that's what I have to hear from this. I out. can be. The I
0: gulp. can. I can be. Um, I can say what I want. Because it's, it's my stuff. It's my stuff. I can my go home house. and play. It's my house. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You sound like you're seven right now. This is my house. I do what I want.
0: Absolutely. It's my party. I'll cry if I want to. I'll go tell Jenny Lynn. She'll come over and kick you in the eye. wow well, she's laying down. So, all right. Are you ready?
1: I could text her and say, come kick
0: Andy in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> come kick Andy live on air. Um, <laughs> No, so we've got... uh Oh, that would be that be our
1: that be our ratings would peak. Oh,
0: absolutely! There's and, fights on a Christian podcast. The
1: episode where Andy gets kicked in the eye by his wife. We'll
0: call it the domestic disturbance episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> love
1: your wives as Christ loved the church. Absolutely. Apparently so, because she just flipped over the table
0: on us. Um, but no, we've got the collaboration episode, um, and then July fifteenth. Where are we at on that? We're like a week away, week yeah. and a half, yeah. week away. Yeah. July fifteenth, uh, day at the camp for Dad Church. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Pretty excited about seeing what they've got out there. Uh, that's from ten to three on July fifteenth at Hargis Christian Camp. It's
1: gonna be so hot.
0: Yes, but they do have air conditioned buildings, so um, there that's where, is.
1: That's where you'll find me.
0: There's no registration. Uh, just show up, have fun. Let's let's you know see how many people we can get out there. Learn
1: how to tie a tie.
0: Learn how to tie a tie. Some
1: electrical stuff, some oh, plumbing yeah. stuff. Changing
0: the oil, changing the tire. I don't know about changing the oil.
1: Hey, maybe you can put your tires on.
0: No, that's happening tomorrow.
1: Well, I was just trying to say. At 11.
0: Money. Well, no, it's you've got a mount balance and all that sort of stuff. I'm assuming all the equipment will not be out there for that. Oh, well, there's that. There's that. Um, and plus, I just spent a lot on tires. I'm not letting some Joe Blow amateur.
1: Dude, I'm so proud of you for finally getting tires like a big boy.
0: I know. I'm going to feel so much safer right Absolutely. Because we got to, I mean. Look, I
1: didn't know that you put that's drag a, slicks on the that's truck.
0: A, that's a perfect segue. We're going to Columbus, Georgia in August. Yeah. Like. A little over a month away.
1: I mean, I was already praying up in case we died in a hellish ball of flames.
0: No, we'll slide the entire way there.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, well, I don't know <laughs> if, if the conditions are right. We'll, we'll hook up and we'll be able to drag race some people.
0: Absolutely. Won't, we won't win. Get on them slicks. We won't win with that truck. Not with me in it. Um. But no, Uh. so while we're talking about, you know, driving distances where we're fearful of dying. Uh, so Luke and I are going to Columbus, Georgia on August 24th. <clears throat> The Redeemed um, conference is there. Uh, The Redeemed Man podcast is a podcast that uh, we've come to kind of get to know here recently. Um, Nathan Dewberry and then Paul Amos, the the two guys that are running it. Great guys. Listen to some of the podcasts today. They do a great job. Um, But Tim Tebow is the headline speaker, and then they're going to have several speakers Um, talking about the ministry, talking about, you know, life-changing stories, how God has changed their lives, whatever it may be, addiction or lifestyle. But um, it'll be fun. Uh, If you go on, we share it on social media. But if you go on social media, their tickets are running out pretty fast. I think they're getting pretty close to being sold out. Uh, But Luke and I will be there. We'll be somewhere in the crowd.
1: We'll be there, and I I will be wearing my Thrive shirt.
0: Yeah, me too. Really? Dude, you cannot say anything. The past like three, four times I've worn it. Under yes. something else? No. Like actually, we're don't you don't you, don't you play games with me? Not 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 now. Um.
1: <laughs> you know, we still haven't found anybody stitch four or five of those together for the Mitsubishi. Well,
0: let's give him. He's on. He's on. He's on vacation. Give him a break this week.
1: He is on vacation. Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is he doing? Is he is he fishing? Somebody. I don't know. What do,
0: what do giants do on vacation? Uh
1: climb down beanstalks
0: Mm, that could be true
1: you know walk around chanting
0: fee-fi-fo-fum no they're on vacation so they wouldn't be want to do that oh huh
1: i don't know where where do you go to hide out as a giant
0: apparently at the lake (laughs) now we know why people have spotted
1: lake monsters
0: so all right (laughs) all right so we're gonna get started tonight Is there any other announcements that I missed? Uh, I don't know.
1: It seems like we're missing something.
0: No, I mean, we... No, I guess we've done caught everything up with
1: Sanchez and uh, all his stuff. Oh, oh, so
0: you want me to tell that story? Do it. Saturday? Do it. So, um, I'm I'm blessed to be on Sanchez's uh, board and help out with God Did It Ministries. So, we... uh, Getting ready, get kind of you know, gearing up for Saturday night at Alabaster, their big fireworks extravaganza, and I'm you know just I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see what everything's going to happen, how everything's going to go. And Sanchez texted me and he goes, "Hey, he goes, can you go by the movie theater and pick up the popcorn?" Yes, all day long. Yes, sir. Easton's coming with me, so <sighs> I wasn't thinking nothing about it. I was like, oh man, you know, just pick up a couple bags of popcorn, and be done with it. Then we show up at the movie theater and I walk in. I said, Hey, I'm Andy. I'm with God Did It. I need to pick up the popcorn for the Alabaster deal. All right, pull your truck up. I said, Okay. He's like, we'll shuttle them out there. And that should have been my first clue when he said, We'll shuttle it out there. (laughs) Okay, cool. So he comes out with like a dolly that's laid over, you know, with the you know, it's a it's a dolly, it's a dolly that you can lay on the side and it has four wheels. And it's got like four 55-gallon trash bags filled with popcorn. I said, okay. So we load those up. Easton's no longer being able to be seen in the backseat. At least he was safe. I mean, that's a soft landing. It is. And the guy goes, Oh, right, I'll be back again. I said, how many more do you have? He's like, four more. I said, carts or bags? Well, he said, I got four more bags. I said, okay. So I jam as much popcorn as I can into my truck. And so that was, me. That, was, me. That, was that was Luke. So, I jam all this popcorn in the truck, not to mention, so, three days later, my truck is still smelling like popcorn from the movie theater. It's better than feet. It's better than feet. We talked about that. So, we get up to Alabaster, Sanchez is sitting there, and, you know, we set up the tent, we set up everything, we sitting there, we're just kind of waiting. You know, I, I got Easton some food, so we're all good. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, like, if you live and if you know anything about Alabama, there are some pretty nasty storms that will come up in the summertime. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So, all of a sudden, it's not even a storm. It's a windstorm. So, the God Did It tent almost wound up. If, if I would have let it go, it would have been at American Village in Montevallo. Nice. It would have been gone. We're holding it down. Like, me and Sanchez are on corners holding it down. And we finally just said, you know what, take it down. So, we take it down. We had already made about like fifty little mini bags of popcorn. Well, the wind blew those over, so they're all popcorns everywhere. And all I could say was, you know, when somebody was like, "Man, somebody dropped popcorn!" Nope, God did it. God you know. did it. So we're sitting there, we're making popcorn, we're handing them out. Easton's doing a good job. Sanchez is doing a good job, and we're all just rocking and rolling. I'm back there making popcorn. Man, I am a popcorn bagging machine. Then all of a sudden, I look up. And there's a big dark cloud coming. And I said, Sanchez, that, that's going to hit. That is going to hit. Uh, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, give it a minute. Man, then all of a sudden I see some bolts of lightning come out of that thing. And I know it's close at this point. And I, <laughs> I said, no, we, we, we're loading up, guys. We're loading up. I said, we need to get the metal stuff down and get it away. I load up the popcorn. We ended up going through t- two bags of popcorn. So I load up all the popcorn. Somebody else takes another bag. So we're down to, what, five bags of popcorn. Load it up in the truck. As soon as we get in the truck from loading up, the monsoon starts. Well, we're sitting in a truck that smells like a movie theater. Smells like the popcorn container, the popcorn-making apparatus man i got I, I was blessed to get rid of all the bags of popcorn by sunday morning but good gracious a lot that was a lot of popcorn.
1: if you ever run into andy and he says hey you want a bag of popcorn unless you really like popcorn you should probably say no
0: no because as soon as you say yes you own it at that point it's coming with you
1: yeah lexi was going i like popcorn i don't care if you like popcorn i'm not falling for this
0: so it, it was it was definitely fun it was uh I hated it because I know that it. I know that storm did not do well for some of the Fourth of July stuff that happened on Saturday. I think it got the big kaboom in Chelsea. It, it hammered them. It got oh, yeah, somebody. I got an
1: eye put out with a. With
0: oh a man, tent. they said that they tents flying. but, you know what was crazy is this lightning bolts and stuff are coming down and it's coming a storm and nobody's blowing a. Uh, air horn saying get out just everybody go take cover nobody's again, doing that
1: again this is the south you know if it's not a half mile wide nobody's scared
0: of it oh, man dude but yeah it was it was interesting um but it was a nice long weekend fourth of july was good uh i saw you on the fourth yep uh went to the pig so yep. um piglin and wiggling piggly wiggly but uh we hope y'all had a good fourth um so let's get started you ready to get started let's do it all right so um we're gonna go I, th- me and luke were arguing beforehand because i don't know where i think we're confused on where we stopped um but we're gonna go five through eight five we, through seven
1: we weren't arguing Prissy pants we were just in this mild disagreement
0: but that that could be considered our argument
1: you know as you were informing me that this is your house and your equipment and We'll that, go through no, whatever portion no, of Romans no, you want.
0: No, I didn't start doing that until we got on the podcast <laughs> recordings. <laughs> I need you to quit. I need you to quit. So um so we're gonna go from verse five to seven tonight. There's a lot into this, so um let's uh let's see how far we get, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So verse five says In Romans chapter 6, verse 5, it says, For we have been united with him in a death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. So... There's a lot to take in. A lot to take in right there. When when we when we become and we die to our old self and and and, and are born again, um you know, it should make some type of of it should make some type of impact. You know, there there's a sanctifying process, but if 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 there's not a change happening, are you really born again? Where you was your old self really crucified? If you're still dying, if you're still diving into habitual sin, if you're still diving into all those things of the past, did you really? Were you really saved? And what I mean is you're not gonna snap your fingers and be done you're, you're ooh, I'm saved ooh, I, I've got a halo it's perfect now yep. it's it's never going to work like that because we still live in what we in, in what we call and what we talk about all the time a fallen creation and a fallen world that's full of evil um, It's full of sin it's full of uh, distractions it's full of discomforts but one of the things I think that we lack when we, you know, when our old self's crucified and we're born again, um, when we're no longer enslaved to sin, what are we striving for? There's got to be a want there, right?
1: Well, you got to have something to balance the
0: equation. If you're not wanting sin anymore, there's something else. You can't yeah. just sit there not wanting anything. Yeah, because you'll have an empty vessel. In a void of nothingness. So you should want to grow and grow in that sanctification process, we have to, we have to start growing in our faith and start growing, mature, we've got to start maturing in our faith. It has to be a growth process because if it's not, we're more prone to be tempted and Temptation is not a sin, but when we're tempted without the spiritual maturity and the spiritual growth and without the dying to old self and having something to latch on to our faith and growing in God and that presence with God, you're going to find yourself falling for the deception, mm-hmm. falling for the temptation, and mm-hmm. falling into that sin pattern again. And then you'll find yourself falling away backsliding now how much backsliding can you do if you never even moved forward that would be my question but with the believer's old self being crucified with Christ the believer's old man was crucified with Christ um, you know the Greek definitely uses the past tense our old man was crucified with Christ it was a once-for-all act that Christ himself accomplished and completed. He took our old man to the cross with him when he died. So what does that old man mean? It's, it's, our, it's our old self, our old life, our sinful self, our sinful life, our corrupt name, um, our depraved nature, our regenerate nature, and our sinful nature. Our old man our, means our old life without God the old sinful life that is immersed or identified with Christ in death
1: well I think you have to look real carefully at here at exactly who Paul is addressing um, the Romans at that time were just coming out of and starting being enlightened from a time where they were worshiped many 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 gods and this was this this had gone on for and what, thousand years? They had worshiped all these different false oh, yeah. gods. Yeah. yeah. And I think Paul here in uh, the very first part of verse five is being very, very questioning towards the Roman church. It said, for if, if he's questioning, are you really saved? Have you really, have you really become transformed? So, when you look at it from a if standpoint that that word to me just kind of sticks out. Um you know we've been going through this devotional together. Mm-hmm. Rick Burgess book. And a couple of lessons back, he stated that it took him 26 years to get where he's at. And you know, that's not in, that that's not including the years that he was lost in the wilderness. Yes. Yeah. That's just from when he accepted Christ to when he finally started taking it seriously in the last five or six years. So, you know, you take, there is a man now that we listened to the other day and you know, the things that come out of his mouth, your jaw just kind of drops Yeah. of why did I never see that? And you, you view him as I view him personally. I think he's a true man of God. I really do. Um, but 20 years of just kind of meandering in and out and playing, playing Christian and playing church, all the while having been told that we're supposed to turn away from that.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, you know, some people will say, well, you know, things just happen and you end up in circumstances. I will challenge you to look back on your life because I look back on mine and even before God saved me, I could see his hand at work bringing me here by affording me the opportunity to walk away from whatever stupidness I was about to get in. Mm. There was always a way out. I was never, I can honestly say that I have never been put in a situation to do something stupid, to do something sideways, to do something ignorant, that there wasn't a big old sign saying, exit now. Exit now. And now that I'm actively trying, I'm putting effort into getting closer to God, that sign is not only a big old flashing sign. There's lots of them. I mean, like we're five miles back up the road, and you start hitting the rumble strips to get your attention to say, hey, there's a hazard ahead. And, you know, that's not your conscience talking. You know, that's, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, communing with you. And you can choose not to listen to that. And I think that's what Paul's talking about here is, you know, if we are alive in Christ and he in us, he's not going to let you without an exit strategy fall into the devil's traps.
0: Well, you know, I like where, you know, one of the commentaries that I, I read and kind of gather and look at, um, you know, it, it it made this point. It said, you know, when it's talking about the old man and it talks about the body of sin, um, the body of sin is not plural. It's singular. And Sin is seen as a body, a whole package. The human body is seen as the seat of sin and as an instrument of sin. Um, the idea is that all sin within a believer is destroyed, conquered, forgiven, and crucified with Christ. The believer is freed from sin. He starts anew, and he stays clean and free from sin by walking in constant confession and fellowship before God. As it states in First John one nine,
1: you know when you want to talk about the, the the seed of sin, guys. I guess I got a newsflash for you. It rests in you. It rests in me. That's why it was important for Mary to have immaculate conception, that no man's sinful nature be passed on to to Jesus. That's why he was completely sin- he was sinless, um, because as we've stated and pointed out in Scripture before, that sin passes from man to woman. Not from woman to child, but from man to child.
0: Well, and you look at you look at Luke nine twenty three. Take up your cross and follow me daily. daily. It's not you know that's the one thing we. It's not a Wednesday and Sunday, it's not a Wednesday or Sunday deal. It's no, it's, it's daily, day. and that's probably the most difficult thing is our our focus on God, our, our intentional focus on God. You know, we have these times where Jesus or you know a, a, a a biblical conversation, a gospel centered conversation hits us right in the face, and yet we don't even know it. We don't even see it. We don't care to see it because we're not intentionally focused on God. Right. Because we're distracted by, you know, am I getting to work on time? Or, you know, I've got to hit a deadline on this project at work or the kids' travel ball.
1: Well, or, our eyes aren't even on finishing the race, much less the prize.
0: Yeah. So, you know, when we, you know, When we see and we look and we look for these opportunities for for us to step up as godly men, we can see them all day long, but we refuse to accept them when they're right in front of us because we refuse to take our time and our intentional focus towards that. You know, I heard uh, I heard on a podcast a guy was talking about, and it was funny. It, it, you'll you'll like this. He's talking about leadership, being a man, being a leader. Um, men are supposed to be leaders. Mm-hmm. That's what we were built for. We were designed to be leaders of our household, of our community, over the animal kingdom. Because what did Adam do?
1: He, he was given dominion over all the animals.
0: You cannot walk with God, because he brought up the guy brought up the Jacob. He brought up Jacob. You cannot walk with God and be a good leader without a limp. That's right. And if you think you don't deserve to have a limp, guess what? You may want to look back because you have been absolutely hip broken by God. That's right. And the, in order to get that limp, what do you have? You have to call those names. You have to confess. You have to humble yourself. Quit being prideful and thinking you're more important than you are. Humble yourself and take your limp and 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 that's the thing it and that's where we lose and we 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 refuse to focus in the correct way or in the correct direction
1: well like right here in verse 6 it said knowing this that the old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that he should no longer be a slave of sin now what you have to see in that is it's saying that you're we're not just crucified Christ wasn't just crucified. Every day we're re, we're supposed to be re-crucified with him. And, you know, I've talked about it on here before when we intentionally dive off into things that we know we're not supposed to, not only are you no longer being crucified with Christ, you become one of the guys swinging the hammer. Mm. You know, you you're you're one of the you're one of the Jews in the crowd screaming give us Barabbas. You know who is your Barabbas? Who who are you screaming for the enemy to give you? Because when you are screaming, "Give us Barabbas," you are not yelling to God. Yep, you are yelling to the enemy
0: for something. You know. Um, you know when we when we're born again, when when the when when that old man is is crucified with Christ. You know, we're going to pick up, one of the commentaries said, the pollutions of this world, and we're going to fail here and there. Um, But we can constantly, at that point, after that point, we can constantly go before God and ask for forgiveness. And when we ask, he forgives. Mm -hmm. Every day, every day, we should wake up and ask for grace and mercy because God's got new grace and mercy overflowing grace and mercy for us every day those that have been saved those that have been um, those that have accepted that invitation that that you know you know we all know the verse John 3:16 is you know God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die a horrible death for us he loved us that much that much he loved us to send the son lay all sin upon him. And we think that we've got some things, you know, we're saved. If you're truly saved, we seem to think that he's not going to forgive us. He will. Oh, absolutely. He's going to forgive us. I mean, you know, but the thing is, is we refuse to bow down and accept the forgiveness. It's just like the altar thing we talked about. We go down to the altar. We throw our chains and our weights and everything down there. and say, God, take this off of me, please. I'm going to take them back to my pew. And then, then you, then you, you know, you, you run back there like the ghost of Christmas past, <laughs> you know. Isn't that the right one? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one with the chains? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to reference off the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. I was thinking about Bill Murray. Were you okay? <laughs> so you see where you went and I went. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. If if we're truly, if we're truly, truly saved and we truly, truly want forgiveness, why do we hold to it? Why do we hold to the sin nature and why do we hold to the sin? Yeah, we're gonna screw up. That's exactly what we're going to do. It's the reason, it's the reason, because God knew he couldn't pick any one of us down on earth to do this. He had to send his son.
1: Well, you know, one of the key words in that that passage of scripture is gave or sent,
0: Mm. you know, gave, he gave, it was a gift, it was a sacrifice,
1: but he still had to give him. Yeah. He gave. Yeah. You know, and and Jesus asked multiple times for this cup to be removed. Yep. But what, what was it? What was it he closed it with? Not my will, but
0: your will. Your will be done. Your will. So
1: ultimately, the gift of salvation was kind of forced upon Jesus. You know, it's like this is what you've got to do. If you want to save these people, this is what has to be done. There's no other way. You're it. You're the only way, and it's only through them that they're ever going to come to me. So, if you view your salvation as a get out of get out of jail free card, by no means, you know, I just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to question the legitimacy of your salvation. I'm going to have to question it. It's not for me to say yes or no. You aren't saved, but I am told very clearly. That I will know people by the fruit they bear. That, you know, that wolves don't lie down with sheep. And if they do, it's for a specific reason. It's because, you know, they want they want to corrupt them. So, I just... I used to hear, and I used to be one of the guys who would say it, you know, oh, he's a Bible thumper. That's one of them, that's one of them Bible thumpers right there. And... At that time in my life where I was, it was a derogatory term to people who were where I want to be now. And if I were to ever hear somebody mutter under their breath about me that, hey, he's one of them Bible thumpers, man, I would bear that as a badge of honor. Yeah. Instead of being the guy they say, hey, man, that guy slammed back two cases of beer last night and actually drove home. You know, I don't (laughs) want that. I don't want that on me anymore. You know, I've... and, and and I'm and I'm glad that I've been delivered from that. And that's not to say that do do I not want to do that every now and then? Man, yeah. I can taste one just like it was the last time
0: I drank but one. But you deny yourself. But
1: I deny that because that's not what God wants for me.
0: Well, you look at you look at the we talk about our growth in God, but you know, we talk about our growth and, and and being in this sanctification process. But it's not just a behind the closed door, sitting in your you know study or sitting in your reading chair, reading the Bible and and praying. It's it's a living it out loud. You know, when you go into public, are people seeing that you are different? Are people seeing this radical change? And it should be this. That's the problem. If you're if you're saved, the radical change should be. Almost like a hot to cold, like ice bath to sun Mm -hmm. difference. I mean, people should be able to, whoa, whoa, something's going on with that guy right there. There is a, something's a change, and I've got to see what's going on. Now, they may not, you know, when, they may not know exactly what it is right off the bat, but if they don't see a change of Christ being in your life, have you changed? Are you trying to change? Well, what's the point? I mean, what is the point? I mean, that's to me that's two faced. Yeah. Hey, let's be a Christian and behind our... But the other thing is, is, is okay. Let's let's put it this way. Say you're a saved Christian man. Well, this is a men's podcast. We're going to talk about. We're going to use the man. You're the man of your household. You're saved. You know. You pull out your Bible once every couple weeks, or maybe once every couple days. Read a couple verses. Maybe it's a part of, you know, a scripture that's being sent to you on an email. Right? Mm -hmm. You're reading all this, and you do this. You say a prayer every now and again. You go to church on Sunday. You'll skip some Sundays. Wednesdays aren't that important. You get up in the morning. Driving to work. You get killed in a car crash. Who's leading your family? And also, what are your kids doing? Are your kids, hey, you know, I need to or is their faith have you solidified them and helped them in their faith to accept what's happening, to go from there and go forward? Or have you not helped them at all and they're not they're not trained up? And next thing you know, you got a couple God haters because they're mad at God. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you sit? How is your kids going to move forward? Where's your what – that is the thing. We think time doesn't fly by, but it absolutely does. One day you've got a toddler. The next day you've got one about to be a teen or you're hitting the double-digit age mark. Then you've got a teenager. Then you've got a driver. Then you've got a college kid. Then they're married. Then they're in their family at that point. Are they going to – what's the example they're going to go off of?
1: Well, you're leaving them a generational curse that is up to them to break.
0: Yeah, I mean – you're not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed the next travel ball practice, the next travel ball game. You know, let's put that in perspective. You've got a lot of stuff going on. If 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 you're if you're one, if you're a travel basketball or a travel football or a travel baseball parent, that's fine. But in between your drives, are you talking baseball or are you talking Jesus? Now Baseball doesn't need to be priority number one. Jesus needs to be priority number one. Absolutely. Now, there are many a travel baseball teams and basketball teams and football teams that probably make Jesus' priority. But the problem is, is we get so integrated in what can I do for my son to be successful in a sport? Won't you train your son up or your daughter up to be successful, to be a Christ seeker? a kingdom builder, won't you set them up for success by by setting them up for eternity?
1: Because whether they like to admit it or not is they would rather set them up for success in life than success in their spiritual walk you with know, Christ. I don't,
0: I, don't know. <clears throat> I don't know who thinks that money buys happiness. Money buys need. That's all it buys. Hey, you got money, you need the next thing. Guys, look. We're about to go off on a major rabbit trail. But if you think because someone walks into because someone walks into church or someone drives up in church with a hundred thousand dollar vehicle that they're happy, well, they got a lot of debt. You know, we should be solidified and comforted and peace driven through scripture and God's word and our and our stance and our and where we are in Christ. Not by anything else.
1: Isn't that amazing how the Bible even talks about stuff like that?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I know what it is to abound, and I know what it is to
0: abase. You know, if if we're if we're worried about, the, you know, yeah, we should work hard. Yeah, we should provide, and you can have nice things. You really can. But if money's your driven goal, you're always going to be miserable because mm-hmm. once you get a little bit of it, you want more. Yeah, yes. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Now I want to make a hundred and fifty. Why? Because your lifestyle changed. I don't care if I make twenty. I don't care if I make a hundred and fifty. I don't care if I make. 300,000. I want to know who Jesus is. I want to know where he's guiding my life. And then go from there. You know, Oh, well, maybe I'll get another. Maybe I'll get actually get a vacation one year if that happens. I, it just, we're too much emphasis on where we got to go for spring break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Stay at home and go to church. You know, if your church doesn't have a service on spring break, go find another one. What are you waiting on? How many people do you think go on vacation and find a church to go to? I do, I do. We go. We we have friends that that are down there. Yeah. We, I mean,
1: well, I've told y'all I'll stop traveling if I'm traveling during church time. I'm finding the closest church that's open, and I'm yeah, going to church. Absolutely, go meet some new people. Now, the funny part about that is watching them look at you like you're crazy when you walk in the door. You know, but I mean, you know, that's how do you think people looked at Jesus when he cold called him? yeah
0: knocked on their door but but we 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 take we take it for granted all too many times that oh well I can just I'm on vacation Jesus understands I don't think he does no. No. what if Jesus did that to us absolutely
1: what if Jesus took a vacation on us what if you know you hit your knees to pray and there was nobody there and you had to leave a leave a message at the beep
0: to to Complete the circle and bring the circle back in to where we started from. If you're dying, if your old self's crucified, your new self, your new rebornness in Christ needs to be intentional. Go grow. Don't waste an opportunity. Don't waste the chance to, you know, if you're, let's say you're driving down the Foley Expressway. You're right there in, or I'm sorry, you're at Gulf Shores Parkway. You're right there at the Walmart. The hangouts right there. You got the Sharks Mouse Store. Everything's exciting. Oh my goodness! You can smell salt air, or shrimp cooking, or shrimp cooking, or you can, if it's early in the morning, you got hazels down there for breakfast. Yes, yeah. So, but you're driving, and you look. Oh man, it's Sunday morning. It's ten o'clock, and you see a church, and that one thought hits you. Man, maybe we should dive off in there and do a church service real quick. I don't think that's you. Maybe that preacher's got a maybe that preacher's got a message that God has given him that's going to directly impact you that oh, yeah. is God putting words towards you and you're just you're bypassing you're sitting there going ah that beach is more important than you Jesus that beach that stupid piece of sand yep. and the, that water the creation is more important than the creator you can't do that that's you you Well, God, you know, we just need a break. How do you need a break from Jesus? You're not intentionally focused. It it would
1: seem like it would be the exact, exact opposite. Jesus needs a break from me and my trash and my messiness.
0: Well, you look at, we are, if you really think about it, if you sit down and you just by yourself, you close yourself off in a room for about an hour, and you think about all the areas in your life where you don't give a hundred percent, where you don't think that you, you know, ah, oh, well, if you really hyped yourself up, you could do anything you wanted to do. All those things that you backed yourself out of, you could still do it. You could do it. The improvement side, the development side, whatever it may be, physical, mental, spiritual, whatever it may be, you just refuse to do it. You refuse to take ownership of it, of it, and you refuse to be intentionally focused on it, no matter what it is, w- whatever it may be. If you have two hours of quiet time through the day, or or if you wake up, if you wake up at five, and you're out the door at six, and you're on your phone for thirty minutes, you're missing the point.
1: Yeah, you squandered a little time there.
0: But what if you what if you woke up at four thirty? Is it really going to hurt you that bad? Or went to bed at nine thirty. Is it really going to hurt you that bad? It is. Hey, if you spent thirty minutes reading Ephesians, hey, the next night spend thirty more minutes reading Ephesians. Read Ephesians three or four times. It'll start resonating. Oh yeah, it's intentionally focusing your time. Um, there's a challenge that people's doing now. Um, I think Lawnmower Guy did it, but it's the seventy five day hard challenge. Lawnmower yeah. Nick. Um,
1: man you said a lot more guy and it threw me off. oh I'm sorry I thought we got a new did guy I say from, guy or man you said guy I'm sorry I mean I thought we' gotten a new dude from wish or something
0: but but this little challenge talks about it, it's 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 to me it's an intentional focus it's you know sticking to a diet which is training yourself to be you're constructing yourself to be you know driven to that diet drinking a gallon of water a day doing two workouts a day but here's the next thing the last thing is what gets me is reading at least 10 pages of an educational or self-improvement book guys there's a big 66 book one right in front of you mm-hmm. if you're if you're sitting here listening to this with your bible out That's your biggest educational and self-improvement book you can do. Well, I mean, that's educational. That's self-improvement. That's self-help. But that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. You do that for 75 days, you're not going to want to stop. And I I, I can promise you this right now. Just seeing or in talking to Nick coming off of that challenge because he did it, he was a different person. He was a better person. What's stopping us from being better people? Did we just cut off Jesus for the 4th of July? Probably so for the lake, for the beach, whatever. Oh, you know what? He, God wants us to celebrate our independence. No, he wants you to celebrate your independence from sin That's right. by getting into his word and praising him, not praising our founding fathers of this country. Now, that's great and all, but that none of that would have happened without God.
1: Yeah, don't put them in a place that that they
0: don't deserve. Don't idolize them above Jesus. You know, we've been talking about an idea that we've had to To bring those two cultures together, to bring this and that culture together. Now it may work, it may not. We're not going to introduce it now, but that's still got a lot of details to, to you know rope out. It's pick up, pick up, up sticks now. That's right. <laughs> um, it's one of those. Lead look down and you go, huh? Here is an idea. Well, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's an awesome opportunity to uh, kingdom build. But the thing is, is we get too distracted by these shiny objects. Ooh, Auburn football. Ooh, Alabama football. Oh, look, the Braves game's on. Oh, look, there's a lake. Oh, there's a beach. All these little shiny objects, even to the point like you know, even to the point of I want to go see a movie. You know, you may like movies but, you know, or you get off in there and you want to go through Facebook. Non-stop Facebook, non-stop Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, TikTok. Um, these are the things that when you intentionally focus and you shut yourself down from those things and you intentionally focus to be into God's word, start with 10 minutes. Grow it to 15. Grow it to 20. Set a goal. Hey, this week I'm going 10 minutes a day. Next week, I'm going 15. Before you know it, there's going to be such a desire and a fire built inside of you that you're not going to want to put it down. You may run late to work because, oh, man, you're going to tell your, man, I'm so sorry. I got roped into reading my Bible this morning. I got you know tied up reading the Bible, and I just couldn't stop. It's going to be an absolute necessity for you. It's like breathing, and you do that with prayer you do that with with meditation you do that with fasting i mean fasting is something that you know if you really want to if you really want to take some time and and focus and intentionally focus on god do fasting take a take a weekend and say i right, i'm not going to have any say so, let's just say your vice is, we'll take mine coffee i like coffee i'm drinking a cup now Every time you want coffee, every time you look at the coffee pot, at that point right there, say a prayer or read your Bible. Set a time. Okay, if I think about coffee, 10 minutes I'm going to read my Bible. Do a three-day fast. Or do a, one, a one-day no-eating water fast. Every time you're hungry, read the Bible or pray. I promise you, you'll see the importance. It will work. That's the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Did I get on a tangent? No,
1: I was just sitting here listening.
0: So all I'm saying and all we're saying is if our old man is dead and we're a new creation, a new person in Christ, are we showing it? And how are we showing it? How are we developing it? How's that sanctification process looking? Is it failing miserably for the others to see? Is it failing miserably for our family to see? That's what we really need to look at. When we look in the mirror, do we see a difference? The better man from the from yesterday. We're better than yesterday. We're more. We're growing in Christlikeness from from day to day, and it's in the good, not the bad, right?
1: Well, you know, we like to talk about intentionality on here. We talk about being intentional a lot, and one of the rebuttals that I actually heard from someone that we go to church with was, "Man, it's just hard for me to be intentional." And I, I thought about that. I wish I would have thought, I wish it, the thought would have hit me when it was said, but I chewed on that. I chewed on it. I chewed on it. And then it came to me over the course of Pastor Derek's series on time is that.
0: He still ain't done with that. No. He keeps getting sick.
1: Your intentionality is there. You're going to be intentional. But who are you being intentional for? Absolutely. Every day when you wake up is a choice. Who are you going to clock in for? you going to clock in on God's time? Or are you going to clock in on the enemy's time? Mm. Because it's an, it's an intentional choice. You have to be the one to set the tone for your day. You have to be the one, if, if you're a guy listening to this, especially a husband or a family man, you're not only being intentional for yourself, you're being intentional for your entire family, and you're going to be held accountable for that. God is, I mean, you know, man's going to hold you accountable to an extent, but God is going to hold you accountable for how you time manage the the time that you spent with your family and counseling them and training them and being the priest in your home. So it's, it's really, really important that you wake up every day, every day, no matter how bad you feel, no matter how bad your back's hurting, no matter how much sleep you got, you have to take a deep breath and say, "Okay. I am going to lead my family today."
0: Well, you look at you look at Peter and John in Acts when they go before the council. Peter and John were the same people that just walked away mm-hmm. from Jesus, just turned their backs on him, backs on him in in the garden when the arrest was happening. Peter denies Jesus 3 times. People ask. He had every opportunity. Peter lacked, you know, Peter was, uh, he had he had difficulties with staying strong in his faith throughout the entire ministry of seeing, seeing all of these things happen that Jesus was doing. But I love this because this is kind of the way we should be seen, And it's in Acts 4, verse 13, it said, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. They recognized something different about them. They recognized something different, that they had been with Jesus. Do people recognize you that you've been with Jesus?
1: Well, I think that a lot, of, a, lot a whole lot of churches have put a stigma on college, you know they'll they'll ask you. So you're a preacher, yeah? You've been to, where'd you go to seminary? I didn't.
0: Well, well, you have to go to seminary. Oh, because that's going to teach you how to run the church politics. Well, that ain't got crap to do with God's calling on your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know how I many people went to seminary just to be able to do battle with Christians? Absolutely. Do you know how many uh, teachers that they have in Christian universities? That are complete atheists and teach and 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 teach evolutionism from a Christian, getting paid by Christian dollars. Yep. I mean, it's we've almost contorted what it means to be a preacher into a get-rich-quick scheme. Absolutely. Because one of the things that I've been asked when I tell people that you know I'm a, I'm an evangelist, I preach. I have been asked, "Where'd you go to seminary?" Where'd you go to school? Where are you studying? Well, I study at home, and I study my Bible because just as you just read, there was two of them right there that were known as common to me. You
0: know, and that's what's funny. You bring up college, and I spent one year, I did one year in, in seminary. And while we did, you know, Old Testament survey course and, you know, it was never really like open your bible and let's go through this book let's let's go and see what god's word is saying it was never really like that it was all you know it a lot of theological stuff a lot of historical you know learning history of it learning the place times and events that's happening around it and you know a lot of responding to you know articles of what people's written and you know yeah college is great but you know is it really, the, is the college able to provide the Holy Spirit? No. No. College so.
1: can't provide the calling either.
0: Absolutely. It cannot
1: provide the calling. Absolutely cannot provide the calling.
0: Well, as we finish out tonight, as we kind of roll on um, to the end of this episode, for those, for those that are dealing with this old self, this, this, this dying of the old man, you know, and being born again, you know, for those that feel a a pull on their heart that you're not living the right life, right. You're not, you feel there's a void in you that, that has to be filled and, and God's the one that can fill it. This is the time. Don't wait. We're not guaranteed the next minute. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Don't, don't hesitate. Don't, don't, don't pass it up ask god hey confess in as it says in romans um was it chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 confess with your mouth confess that you believe that jesus came to this world he died on a cross for our sins he was buried and he defeated death by rising again
1: that's right we we can
0: believe it all day long but i love what the caleb's podcast said that if you confess it it's almost like it's, hey, you're you're actually saying it as belief. You know, confess it. But, I, you know, for those that are still hanging on to some sinful habits, some old, old man stuff, some old self, let them go. You, you've got, in order to grow and in order to be everything that you need to be for the kingdom, you need to let it go. You need to find your grasp on God and God alone and not those old things. It's time to turn. It's time to stop the foolish ways. It's time to stop the dumb stuff. Turn around. Repent. Say those names. Say your names. Say your sins. Confess your sins. Be forgiven. Turn and let's do this thing. Lead with your limp. Get that Show people, hey, this is where God changed me. This is why I'm limping. But I promise you this. God is the reason I'm limping. And, and don't hesitate. Don't waste a, a minute. Um, but I'm going to pray us out and then, uh, we'll kind of go through the last, uh, what we always do, the announcements and, uh, we'll finish up. So let's go to Lord and prayer. God, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for the, just the blessings, the opportunities that we get just to come and, and explore your word, explore what you're saying to us through your word. Um, every week say a, a fun and interesting time just to gather together not only with the listeners who's who's listening, but with Luke, just to have the opportunity to just continue to grow in you through your word, um, God. I'm thankful for Luke. I'm thankful for his, for his partnership in the ministry. I'm thankful for his family. I'm thankful for all the guy, all the guys and ladies that are listening. We're thankful that um, they continue to listen, and and we hope that you know what we're saying is is touching. Um, touching their lives, not just for us in this ministry, but only uh, only for you in the kingdom. That's the point. Uh, but, God, I pray for those that are hurting. I pray for those that are dealing with anything, um, whether if it's health-wise, money-wise, whatever it may be. But, God, I pray for all those that are dealing with situations of discomfort, that they go to you for comfort. Um, God, I pray for just safety as we go throughout our weekend and that we can make it back here um, next week and record another episode God, I'm just so thankful for you and what you're doing for us in our lives today and what you're doing for us with Thrive Ministry. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so, guys, um, once again, we are Thrive Ministry, the Thrive Ministry. We do have um, – we are an evangelistic ministry based and geared towards men. But if you're looking for a speaker, you can uh, contact us. We'd love to help you and your church develop – or continue to develop your men's ministry. We would love to sit down and see what you've got going. Um, you know, just round table, share ideas. We'd love to speak to your men. We'd love to just um, take the opportunity just to glorify God and place men in a position to become what they are supposed to be um, in the kingdom. Uh, if you need to email us, uh, mine is Andy at the Andy at the Thrive Ministry.com. And then Luke's is luke at thethriveministry.com. So if you want to contact us, you can uh, just email us, and we'll be more than happy to, you know, talk to you. Also, spread the word on the podcast. We um, we want to see, you know, more listeners come and, and be a part of what we're doing. Um, and, you know, if, if you, you know, have a buddy or a friend that, you know, maybe they listen to podcasts and maybe they're just, you know, looking for one, Put them onto this one, and we'll, you know, hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can uh, interest them enough where they'll keep listening. But, well, guys, we appreciate it. Luke's over there texting. I don't know what he's got going on, but.
1: All right. Full disclosure, you know, I've told you about what's going on with with my father.
0: Oh, are we? You're gonna do this? Okay.
1: I'm I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the midst of dealing with that, and you know I've shared with everybody here before, and we're fixing to go down a different little trail, so bear with me if you want to cut out and don't want to hear about it. Cut out now. No <laughs> no hard feelings, but if you do, I'm going to share it. I debated on sharing it or not, and I was going to keep quiet to it, but, you know, that kind of made its way in. So I've told everyone about my father and that, you know, he's for my entire, the entirety of my life has been an atheist um, to the point that our conversations got so heated that we've nearly come to physical blows because I I refuse to back down. Uh, I take a, I took a stand with him. I dug in, and we just had to agree that I wouldn't talk to him about it anymore. I had to give up. I I, I was I refused to witness to him anymore. So, for the last three or four years, he would try to bait me into these conversations to just try to tear me down. And I would remind him, Pop, you know, um, no matter what, you're not going to change my stance any more than I'm going to change yours. So we just quit talking about it. But I did tell him, I said, you know, you you can never stop me from praying for you ever. So fast forward the last 18 months, his health has taken a really, really, really bad turn. He's an end stage kidney failure. Uh, He is currently in a rehab facility here locally in Pelham, so I'd appreciate you guys praying for that. But a lot of circumstances, he was in the hospital in Coleman, Alabama for three weeks leading up to this, and a lot of circumstances had to happen to get him to Pelham that I had nothing to do with. Uh, He's a veteran. Thank him for his service. So the VA is paying for his rehab stay. So there's... He wanted... There's like, I think, two or three rehab facilities within three miles of his house in ARAB, Alabama. VA wouldn't pay for any of those. So there was another one over on Lakeshore. Didn't have room. He ends up in Pelham. So I walk in, and who do I see? The first person I see is our buddy from church, Jason. So he and I have our little bro hug moment. Hey man, what's going on? You know, and my father's sitting there. How do you two know each other? I said, Well, this is a this is a buddy of mine from church, and he also says, Yeah, the guy that uh, Luke is in the ministry with, Andy, I grew up with. We're like, you know, we're, he's one of my best friends. So he's just sitting there looking kind of starry eyed. So we're talking, one thing leads to another, and he keeps bringing up coincidence, 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 and I finally just. I said, you know, it's, I said, there's no coincidence in this, Pop. There are too many things that had to happen to get you right here in this room right now with somebody that I know and trust. I said, you know, it's not coincidence. It's because there's a God, whether you want to believe it or not, and he loves you, and he's trying to manifest himself to you and show you that he's in control whether you like it or not. So that leads to Jason opening up and he starts, you know, we start witnessing to him. And he gets real quiet. He gets real, real quiet. And the next day he calls me and he said, I spent all night long trying to figure out a way to refute what you you and Jason said. All night long I tried to find out a way, figure out a way in my own head to prove you wrong. And I can't do it. He said, I absolutely can't. He said, things started coming to my mind that have happened years in the past that led to this moment that shows me that there is a God. I can no longer, this is his words, I can no longer deny that there's a God and he cares and that he's moving things in my life in the direction that they need to go and I need to be grateful. So, you know, inside I kind of leapt for joy, but... I wasn't going to fanboy it. Uh, You know, I stayed in character, and I said, okay. I said, well, you know, knowing and believing that there's a God is is really entry-level stuff, because even the devil knows and believes. And he said, well, you know, I'm working on that, and I just don't know about all this Jesus stuff. So at this time... Excuse me, there was another gentleman in there. I can't remember his name. Also just happened to be a very, you know, a Christian man and showed it outwardly through the hat that he was wearing with the Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you too hat to the cross on his lapel, who was his diocese tech. So he chimes in a little bit, and, you know, he starts talking to him about Jesus, and he says, Well, you know, um." those accounts in the Bible, some of those were written hundreds of years after the fact. I said, no, no, they weren't. <laughs> I said, the four Gospels were written all within 60 years of yeah. eyewitness accounts. Yeah, and, uh, and then, you know, he kind of got quiet, and I said, you know, you used to be a newspaper reading guy, didn't you? He said, yeah. I said, "When you uh, when you would read one of those stories second and third hand that somebody said they saw, you would take that as a truth, right? He said, yeah, for the most part. I said, then why won't you accept biblical writings and accounts of the life of Christ as historical, accurate truth? I said, you follow history, you follow archaeology, and you follow science. So you know that they found Mount Ariat. It's now fenced off. Yeah. They found Noah's Ark. It's fenced off. You know, they found all these things, and you're still in denial. Why? I don't understand
0: it. <clears throat> but we... But we sit there and we do that with other sites. You know, we Jennifer and I watched a documentary the other night talking about Masada, the the on the the Herod's fortitude mm-hmm. on the Mesa. And, you know, they kept mentioning and, and they kept talking about Josephus's Book of War or whatever book seven seven. And Jennifer's like, Man, what, what is that? And and I had the works. So she's got it in there. She's been reading it. But I've got the complete works of Josephus. And that's the thing. We have historical accounts. You know, I can tell you one thing, you know, if you don't, Josephus was right there within 20, 25 years after Christ died. And he's writing about all this stuff. He's writing about, you know, hey, 25 years ago there was this guy. And and that's a lot of historical account, a lot of historical accuracy to, hey, that does show that Christ is true. Well, you know, even other religious texts mention
1: Jesus and his miraculous works. Yep. You know, outside of the Bible. Mm. And then when you want to talk about just, I consider them Christian texts, even though they're not in the Bible. The other 126, I think, Dead Sea Scrolls that account for the life of Christ, you know, they're, it's just like the four Gospels. They're a little bit different perspective, but the meat and potatoes is still the same. They're still saying the same things. Yep. This man performed all these miracles. This man was a sinless man. You know, this man was murdered and came back and hung out with us for a month and a half. Yeah. You know, it's not like he came back and said, all right, see y'all later, I'm gone. No, he come out and hung out for 40 days. Thousands and thousands of people saw him after he died. But yet you still get people who consider themselves students of history and students of archaeology in complete denial, and I don't understand it. But the bottom line to this is as if my father can come to a knowledge that God loves him, you can too. Absolutely. Anybody can. Well, And that, to me, if, 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 if the Holy Spirit sees fit to draw him to the acceptance of Christ as his Savior and he dies 10 minutes later, what a comeback story.
0: Absolutely. It's still the same celebration. So sorry about that. I just,
1: I wasn't going to share any of that, but it kind of opened up.
0: I can tell you this right now. You know, the extra extra 10 minutes that we just heard, that shows you don't be afraid to see what God's putting in front of you situational wise. Don't be afraid to be bold to proclaim and present the gospel to those around you. Um, It's not hard, it's easy, but. The one way to know it is to read it and to dive into it into your Bible. But there's a lot of opportunities out there. God shows you a bunch every day. You can't miss out on them. Don't give up on anybody. Don't give up on them. And, you know, guys, this was a great podcast. It was a fun podcast. It's an hour and ten minutes long, but was a good time, and y'all thrive on.